This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to In the Workplace on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again are Professor Peter Capelli and Dan O'Mara. Hey, folks, welcome back. You're in the workplace. I'm Peter Capelli. I'm Dan O'Mara. Uh, and this is a show, if you just turned in, where we talk about things going on at work. And we got a really hot topic uh, right now, and that is what are the good jobs? And by default, what are the lousy jobs? Uh, so let's turn to that right now. With us to help figure this out is Paul Wolf, who's the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Indeed and their new report, Best Jobs of 2019, which is right now. Paul, welcome. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the time. Uh, Paul, tell us, first of all, remind folks what Indeed does. Indeed's the world's largest job search engine. Mm. So it's the place where you go in and you type in the what and the where to find the job that you're looking for and the location you're looking for it in. So uh, is Indeed just the jobs or you got the resumes on there as well? We have a large resume database okay. and a lot of other products to help job seekers and employers, uh, job seekers find jobs and employers find the right candidates for their jobs. So uh, how many people are signed up on Indeed? Um, I don't know off the top of my head the exact number of uh, users that we have. But it's like McDonald's. It, it's millions and millions, right? It is. We have 250 million unique visitors. Okay. Mm. And how many jobs are posted there? Uh, there are millions and millions of jobs. Millions and millions of jobs, right. like McDonald's. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me digging in, Paul, we, we see that you did similar kinds of uh, work at Match.com. So can I ask a comparison question? Sure. And that is, uh, to what extent is is putting people in jobs together like putting um, uh, couples, together. couples together? Yeah. Uh, it is not that different, to be honest. Oh, okay. The process is similar. <clears throat> Clearly, the relationship is different. Okay. Yep. Uh, right. And we Ho- hopefully it is. Hopefully it's different, and we <laughs> we hope that you never uh, know. It's a diverse country, you know. Yeah. We hope that relationships last longer than most jobs, right? Yes. Uh, because the average fifty-year-old in the U.S. I think we've played this, this statistic many times now for you has worked for twelve different employers, and yeah. it would be tricky if the average fifty-year-old uh, had been in twelve different marriages. That would be yeah. a tricky thing. Good for divorce lawyers. Yes, it absolutely would. <laughs> so, Paul, let me ask you um, first: Why did you guys dive into this topic of what are the best jobs? You get asked. You, you get asked that at cocktail parties. Um, I don't get asked that at cocktail parties. This is the first time I've been asked that. Like, and we get we collected uh, you know, tons of data every single day from yeah. job seekers and looking mm-hmm. at job postings. And I think it's, you know, we're always focused on the job seeker. Our mission statement is we help people get jobs. Mm-hmm. So how do you make how do you provide information in a relevant manner to job seekers that's going to make their job search easier and less stressful? Okay. So I think that's one of the reasons that we do. Yeah, we did this this best best jobs 2019 job list. Right. And what you're looking for here, I, m- I imagine. People might quibble with what makes a job good. Uh, so tell us your definition of what you guys are using. So the two factors that our data team used were salary, um, using a baseline annual salary of $75,000 or more, okay. and the abundance of opportunity. So the jobs were mm. the most significant growth since 2015, so for the last three years, 15, yeah. 16, or 15 through 18. And, now and that, that's, what, that's how we came up with the, the, these top 25 jobs. That in and of itself is a really interesting uh, phenomenon, right? Because I think if we were 20 years or 30 years or so ago, uh, we wouldn't have thought that the opportunity to leave and go someplace else would be a good measure of what makes a job attractive. But I think today it is, right? Because it is. Yeah. I, I think 
I, I think that, that from that perspective, like work has changed. You know, it's not 30 or 40 years ago where you got a career, you got a job at a company yep. and you were there for your career. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, you know, then you went through this period of time where people that stayed at jobs three or four years were considered job hoppers. And yep. I think that's more the norm now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and there's, so. you know, we, we've, we've seen low unemployment rates in the U.S. for the last few years. So we've mm-hmm. got a supply and a demand issue. And it definitely is a job seeker and a candidate market right now. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go down the list uh, and maybe we should start maybe just to ask you uh, before we get into the top 25 best jobs. Did you guys compose a worst job list, too? Uh, we did not. We like to focus on the positive. <laughs> right. You don't want to depress well, too many people. Bad here. jobs would get you more headlines, get you more attention. <laughs> well, it might. Well, interesting. So there's a lot of data stuff. So number 22 on your list is data scientist. And uh can you tell us a little bit about what the, what is a data scientist for folks who are not closely tethered to this issue? Sure. And I think, you know, data scientist falls in the technology space, and we see, uh, we, I think, nine of the top 25 are technology jobs, which yeah. is not in and of itself surprising. Mm-hmm. But you think about artificial intelligence and machine learning and just the amount of data that's being captured by sites online that we use and just in our daily life, that's where data scientists come in. You need somebody to call through that data, um, work with maybe an economist team to analyze that data and, and determine trends and maybe make some future predictions. Yeah. Uh, now, what's interesting to me about this is uh, the data scientists who rank number 22 on this list um, make about more than 50% more than CPAs who are only one step below them at number 23, right? So mm-hmm. um, they really are doing remarkably well. Here's the thing about data scientists, unlike CPAs, you can just call yourself a data scientist. <laughs> you know, you can't just call yourself a CPA. Fair point. Uh, and by the way, folks out there, if you're a statistician, call yourself a data scientist. You'll make about 50% more money, and the work you do is almost identical. So let's move our way up the list. Number 21 is construction superintendent. What is that? So we've seen this uh, from the the 2018 kind of real estate crash. We've started to see this resurgence of real estate and construction jobs. Um, And that's where construction, uh, sorry, construction superintendent comes into play. We've got a a couple other real estate and construction jobs on the top 25 list. too. Yeah, I want to get to those. But what do they do? What's a construction supervisor do? Or superintendent, rather. Supervisor is, is... probably on-site at a construction site, making sure that everything happens the way it should in the projected timeline that it should and hopefully within budget. And uh, number 19 is construction estimator. I could probably guess, but tell us what those guys do. Construction estimators, similar to what you probably would have guessed, are as you're starting to lay out plans to do a remodel or a new build or an office build, what is that going to cost? And they're the ones that have that industry knowledge to be able to estimate what the potential cost of something, a, a certain project is or a certain part of a project. Now, that uh, is really surprising to me that that would make a top 20 job. I don't think I'd ever heard of that job before. I think, um, again, with the the real estate booms and the building booms that we've seen in the last few years, that's why it's made the list. And it must be a good indication that that industry is back, right? Because yeah. construction was, I thought, just dead a little while ago, and apparently I not think, now. Yeah, we, we, saw it, we saw it go down. I think some of the information we've seen is this may not be back to pre-recession levels, but it certainly has started to, to see a rebound. Yeah, okay. Uh, number 18, Agile Coach. Now, this is not a... Physical fitness trainer, right? No, it's not. What does an agile coach do? 
So an agile coach, a lot of uh, technology organizations, engineering or organizations specifically work in an agile work, workplace now or uh, use that agile philosophy. And so it is just quick sprints. They're taking large projects and boiling them down into maybe two or three or four week sprints of deliverables. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of that engineering team that's helping them work through that, remove obstacles, and think about how they can progress as quickly as possible. Okay. Yeah. So Agile, if you don't know this, is a way of managing projects, particularly popular in the world of software. Uh, and so you can think about this is the kind of guys who are helping companies figure out how to manage their projects in a very different kind of way. This is kind of closer to the work that companies in organization development used to do, people in organization development, you know, managing teams, helping teams get better, that sort of stuff. Let's turn to the maybe cooler things. Now, this one I'm quite surprised. Licensed clinical social. This is uh, clinical social work. Is that uh, what number 16 is? It is. Boy, that's surprising. So a social worker makes number 16 in the top jobs in the U.S. What's going on there? I think it's just it's clearly supply and demand. I mean, you see the, over the three years, we've seen 80, 90% growth in job postings for, for social workers. And oh. the average salary is $83,000 and change. Uh, so, Dan, tell, help me out here. But I think most of social workers, aren't they hired by government agencies and things? A lot of healthcare providers hire social workers. Do they? Really? They're very involved in the discharge planning process. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That would explain that. Let me bounce around here a little bit, Uh, Dan. In the one, two, three, four, the top ten are four legal – well, three legal jobs, three lawyer jobs. Are you surprised by any of those? Tell us what they are. Yeah, well, there's three on here. Litigation attorney is number five. Uh, litigation associate is number six, and associate attorney is number eight. But being now, a regular lawyer, a partner, does not make well, the top uh, top twenty five. But Paul, I have to ask some questions about how you <laughs> gathered this data. Is this on the exact uh, title listed on the on the Indeed ad? It is okay ah. based on the the exact title. The how did I know that? And okay. and the same job you could describe uh, litigation attorney. That's could be an associate or a partner, person at a different level. Uh, litigation associate. It's it's frankly there's a lot of overlap there, and, and they come in very close to one another. An average base salary of ninety eight thousand, hundred one thousand, and uh, would be similar in other ways. Associate attorney, same thing. Could be a litigation associate or otherwise. Yeah, it could be. Um, but I think Dan, isn't it fair to say that most everybody thinks or used to think anyway that being an associate in a law firm is a really sucky job? Yeah, and also if you go to above law and the other sites, uh, you'd read it they're they're whining, "Oh, I had to work so hard. Mm-hmm. I I don't like it here." You know, um so yeah, that's at least the narrative, the stereotype narrative is huh. that associates are miserable and they're locked into a higher paying job because they they're paying off student loans. But um Paul, this is I guess good news for Dan and his colleagues. These data indicate that uh, the market for these guys must be booming, right? It seems that it is picking up, and that's why there's three in the top ten. Yeah. Darn. That's not good. You know what I don't see there? I don't see college (laughs) professor in there. No, I don't. I don't. I don't (laughs) at all. I'm just sure I've ever seen it on one of these lists. Uh, No, they're near the bottom in others, right? And maybe maybe it's not on the list because colleges don't advertise it. Indeed, they advertise in the Chronicle of Higher Ed. That's possible. Um, But that's a really surprising thing to me that three out of the top ten jobs are in the field of law uh, because I thought that the jobs had not – 
I guess they. I guess they must be coming back. No, no they're, they're coming back. Oh. Now, now, Paul, I have a question. In terms of determining which job would be number five, what would be number fifteen? Was there a subjective component to the whole thing, or is this just driven by the numbers? It's just driven by the numbers or what's yeah. the subjective component. Okay. okay. That's interesting. Uh, dental hygienist makes the top list, uh, number seven. Huh. And this must be because uh, what's going on with teeth? I thought, remember when we used to think that dentists were going to be driven out of business by fluoride? They were going to eliminate cavities and there weren't going to be any dentists? No, Grandpa, I don't remember that. Well, yes, it did happen, Dan. <laughs> it did happen. And Pre nineteen seventy, I assume. And uh, there were, you know, there were dental schools that uh, that went out of business because oh. I think the total number of dentists did go down, but they invented whole new illnesses uh, in your mouth, right? So gingivitis, all these things yeah. we never heard before, and a whole bunch of new things that they could do, right? All kinds of implants they can do, and. Um, Laminate veneers and all that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. that they can now do now. But I think what one of the things we learned from this is it might not be anything about the absolute number. So you could have jobs that maybe are not that plentiful and maybe haven't been in such demand, but they're spiking up now. And so suddenly they become hot, right? Yeah. So I guess that's what's going on. Number one, let's go to our top of the list here. Uh, machine learning engineer uh, for the non-cognoscenti. Paul, you want to tell us what... Uh, what those guys do? Yeah, so it goes back to artificial intelligence and machine learning that drives, they think about like driverless cars and autonomous, uh, other autonomous uh, pieces of, uh, of machinery. Even the you know, Siri at home and Alexa, the assistants, uh, you know, speaker systems that are controlled by voice, voice controlled TV remotes and things like that. And so that's all driven through machine learning and artificial intelligence. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, you, you see this machine learning engineer is number one on the list, and it's seen 344% growth over the last three years. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So let's see if we can summarize some of these. Uh, I think from your data, it looks like building is uh, on a mend again, and there must be a bit of a real estate boom for these jobs, or construction boom in particular, right, for these jobs to be perking up. Tech is, Definitely. is, is in high demand, particularly new types of tech. So it's in always interesting to look at data like this and be reminded that there are many different kinds of fields uh, in within technology per se, and these are all software, right? And some of these, maybe half of these, are actually data science-related. Machine learning is a data science uh, uh, job. Mm -hmm. And so it's not IT per se. It's closer to statistics there. Um, but law appears to be on the mend. And what does that say about what's going on? What do you think, Dan, if it's really the case that the need for lawyers is expanding? Well, we, one we, of the things— We hate each other more? What, what do you think? I was guess part of it is that there's relatively few t job titles in the private legal practice. There's associate, associate oh. attorney, oh, yeah. attorney, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. litigation attorney, litigation associate, corporate associate— and frankly, by having a big industry with relatively few titles, Ooh. it's going to put you in the top yeah. ten. Unlike tech, let's say, where you got a million little titles. Million like one I titles. see on the list, well, it made the list, full stack developer. Ooh, that Don't sounds know what exciting. That is, but, you know, <laughs> I think if there is an industry with, with a labor shortage where everybody had one job title, yeah. I'm thinking that's the launch into the top. Yeah, that's Is that too cynical, Paul? Ooh. No, I don't think it's too cynical. It's actually an interesting point on the legal side. I think we, you know, we saw, we've seen a dip. I think there was a challenge a few years ago with lawsuits being able to find jobs. And yeah. I'm starting to see a bit of a resurgence right. there. Yeah. 
But I do think you're right on certainly on the on the private side. If you're at a firm, there are probably you know ten titles in general that lawyers uh, fall into versus on the corporate side. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably right. Well, uh, we're going to wait, uh, Paul, uh, to see if we can get from you a little later the suckiest jobs. Uh, so maybe you could ask your yeah. colleagues to to work on that one. The ones don't go to these jobs; these are really awful. Uh, that would be very helpful for lots of college uh, kids who are looking for jobs in particular. Good or bad, it's all, the job is all in the – whether it's good or bad, it's all in the eye of the, the job seeker. That's exactly right. Well, unless they don't pay, and that um, starts to suck. Point. Well, <laughs> if you're living in your parents' bedroom, we'll basement. take that into you know? account. We'll <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll speak to my kids about that one. Paul, thanks very much for being with us. Paul Wolf is the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Indeed, and their new report is Best Jobs of 2019. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.